1: To Raising Curious Learners, a podcast from Britannica for Parents, where we talk to experts and discuss issues and trends in child development, education, and parenting. Romansky, and today I talk with our executive editor, Ann Gatsikowski, and special guest Tara Tuchel about how young children are responding to the masks many are wearing during this pandemic. And lots of people are wearing masks now, and I'm very curious how this is affecting children.
2: Yeah, I'm really curious about that too. And I've been listening to parents and teachers and observing children to see what's going on. I think. There are two things, children are seeing a lot of people wearing masks and sometimes children are wearing masks themselves. So I know here where we are in Illinois, we're now required to wear masks and children are required to wear masks too, but the Center for Disease Control does have guidelines regarding children wearing masks. They recommend that um, children who are under the age of two do not wear masks at all. And that um, face coverings should not be put on babies or children younger than two because of the danger of suffocation. And they mentioned that even children or even adults who are unable to remove the face covering without assistance really shouldn't be wearing masks. So that's just an important, I think, guideline to keep in mind Mm -hmm. when we're talking about children and masks that some young children will be wearing masks when they return to school or when they're out in public with their families. But we really do need to be careful and make sure that we're following safety protocols for children.
1: You know, I think that's a very important foundation, especially with young children. Masks are something very new to them. They haven't had a lot of interaction and understanding about masks. And I can only imagine that they may not react very well, not only to wearing a mask themselves, but also seeing their parents, their friends, and then their teachers wearing masks.
2: Yeah, it is scary. I'm scared a little bit myself seeing yeah. how the people wearing masks now, we're, we're not used to it. And it's particularly scary for children who don't understand what masks are. And I heard from a childcare director who provides emergency child care for the children of essential workers and their staff started wearing masks and even the little babies when the babies saw the caregivers with the masks on they started to cry and i think partly that's because it's different and partly because they don't recognize the faces you know recognizing faces and seeing a familiar caregiver is such a comfort to children and if the masks are covering their faces then they they lose that So that is definitely a concern, something we need to pay attention to. So there's a great story written by Tara Tuchel called Wearing a Mask, and she is a speech and language pathologist who works in Minnesota. And we were lucky enough to have a conversation with her and ask her about her story. Well, Tara, thank you so much for joining us. We're really um, interested in your story, Wearing a Mask, that you created for young children. Tell us about the story itself, if you could describe it, and then tell us about why
0: you decided to create that story. Thank you so much for having me. The idea of the story came about about a month ago. I had previously written a what we call a a social story or social narrative for young children with autism about coronavirus. And I had put that out for free for anyone that needed it. And it just kind of explained what COVID is and why we need to socially distance. Uh, Talks about flattening the curve and all of those kind of things that we've all been hearing, all of those buzzwords that I'm sure in turn kids are hearing through their parents or on TV. And that, that social story was really well received. And then things evolved to people starting to wear masks. And as an adult, seeing the first time seeing somebody in a store wearing a mask, it was a little startling. And I started thinking about how kids might feel. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. And I I didn't realize how well received it would be. It was just a story explaining uh, why people wear masks. And right at the time that I posted it for free, New York and some other states started mandating masks. So it wasn't just a matter of seeing other people wear masks. It became a matter of parents needed to try to help their kids actually wear a mask.
2: Do you mind, may I read a little bit from your story? Oh, sure. Know know a little bit about it. So the title is Wearing a Mask, and it's an illustrated story. And it starts out, um, sometimes adults and kids need to wear masks to protect other people from getting sick. This might be something new for me. Masks might feel kind of uncomfortable at first, but I will get used to it. Even when I wear a mask, it is still important to stay six feet away from other people. And the story goes on to talk about going to a store, um, different situations, why we wear masks. And it also has some photographs of children and adults wearing masks at the end of the story. I think it's a wonderful tool for teachers and for parents. And you use the term a social story. So this is a little bit different than a storybook. There's not like a fanciful character or a teddy bear or something like that. Can you tell us a little bit about how you structured it and what makes it a social story?
0: Uh, A social story is something that was developed by somebody named Carol Gray, and she specifically developed social stories to help kids with autism learn about something new, deal with a change, have a situation explained to them. And... So that kind of format gives a lot of information to kids. And so that's why I chose that format. Uh, it was It's like you said, not fanciful characters or anything. It's just really real to life. So Tara, for what age group did you create this story? I work with young children with autism. And so I'm a speech and language pathologist. I work with mainly with three to five year olds. Uh, Prior to working with that age, I was at the elementary level. So I think it really applies to all of those ages. However, even older kids that want to learn about it or need to learn about it, or teenagers, adults with special needs, this can help them too.
2: But this story would be um, interesting and useful to all kinds of children, not necessarily just children on the autism spectrum wouldn't you say?
0: Correct. Yeah, that came about because I put it out there for students and other kids that I've worked with. And then the feedback that I've gotten has been, this helps all kids. And I've Mm -hmm. gotten emails and messages from people saying, thank you so much. This really helped my young child who was afraid of masks, afraid of putting one on, and now they'll put it on. And so Usually these kind of stories really do help all kids. I think young children in particular, they absolutely love having information in that kind of format, a little story with some pictures. And they really, really thrive with that.
2: So it makes sense to me that when children start seeing people with masks, they'll, they'll have some really genuine questions about
0: what's behind the mask. That is absolutely true. And I've seen a couple of teachers, preschool teachers, um, child care providers have sent me videos of them doing a lesson uh, remotely for their students with my book and the teacher, the preschool teachers wearing a mask, and then they kind of have fun with it. Like, oh, look at it. It's still me under here. And then they put it back on and oh, there I am. And so I think approaching it that way for kids, you know, giving them the information, but not being completely serious tone about it all the time, like have fun with it, show them uh, what you look like with the mask without. And especially for those People and children returning to child care centers, that kind of approach, I would think, would ease kids into the, the change.
2: So, for children who are on the autism spectrum, even without the masks, for some children, it's difficult to read emotions. And you mentioned just now about a smile behind the mask. Do you have any thoughts or advice on how we can still convey emotion to children when? So many people
0: are wearing masks? Ooh, that is a tough question because you put in there uh, the children with autism that, like you said, struggle sometimes with recognizing facial expressions. And we know that some of the research has shown kids with autism tend to focus on people's mouths when they're talking instead of looking around to see all of the other social cues like the eyes and facial expressions. So when you take that mouth out of the equation, it's kind of unknown with masks what, how they're interpreting it. And so I think even with young children and with children with autism being really clear, and you could even label it like, oh, look at you might not be able to tell, but I'm smiling under here. I think what you said is funny, that kind of thing in my eyes would be helpful.
2: Yeah. So describing emotions that aren't visible behind the mask. Yeah. So, so to say I'm smiling now or to say I'm laughing. Did you hear me laugh?
0: Yeah. And pointing out like this is what my eyes look like when I'm laughing or smiling. See how they crinkle up a little bit. So maybe even some specific talk or lessons surrounding that to help help young children.
2: Yeah, I wonder if one of the positive things that will come out of all this is that teachers and parents will develop new techniques and new language for describing emotions and teaching, you know, emotional responsiveness to children using words, using gestures, using other tools besides
0: just our faces. I really think that would be an interesting area to look at further and try to use.
2: Yeah, I think that that's something we'll pay attention to as we go along. So you said you've heard a lot of positive feedback from the social stories that you've created. Can you give us an example of someone you've heard from and, and what their experience was?
0: Yeah, uh, in addition to the the messages I've gotten from just regular preschool teachers, childcare care providers. Uh, the other thing that has kind of surprised me in a way, or at least it did at first, is the global response. And I knew we were all experiencing this pandemic, but it really, really made me think this is a small world. Like what we're experiencing right now with everyone in the world experiencing the same pandemic at the same time, We are all in this together. And whether you're a parent or you teach young children, everyone is thirsty for information to give to their young children. So some of the books I've written have been translated into Russian, Greek, Spanish, French. And I've also gotten messages from parents from other countries. Specifically last week, I got one from a mom in Jamaica. Her son is autistic and she said down there they don't have a lot of resources for their children who have autism and so they have to seek it out themselves. And she said that this, she sent me a video of her son with the wearing a mask coloring pages because at the request of somebody, I had separately made that and posted it so kids can color in all the pictures. It's just black and white. So she sent me a, a video of him coloring and reading it. And it just, it warmed my heart to see that we are all in this together. And I never could have imagined that this story I made would help a mom in Jamaica that needed it for her child.
1: What do you recommend as kind of talking points for parents so that they can start kind of getting their children comfortable with the idea of wearing a mask and how they are able to still understand facial cues?
0: I feel like children on the autism spectrum, as well as young children, are are, are both going to face the same challenges with the sensory aspect of wearing a mask. I know when I've been out to the store with a mask on, I'm like, oh, it's harder to breathe or you know, my sunglasses are fogging up. And so I think for kids, something for parents would be to play with it at first. We know that young children learn through play and we know that children with autism need to experience some things. You can't just one day say, here's the story and we're going to wear the mask tomorrow. We need to practice it, play with it, make it fun, and get our bodies used to it. I think incorporating it into play would be hugely helpful. So the teddy bear wears the mask, the doll wears the mask, and we know kids' play is their work. And I think when the kids are back together, it's gonna to be really interesting to watch their play because I think a lot of this is gonna be shown in that.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's another key thing is is the play, because this, as we talked about earlier, is kind of scary for everyone, you know? Even to your point, I also when I go out and I see other people wearing masks, I'm wearing a mask, it's a little jarring. And so if you're able to incorporate it with play for younger kids they see it as not something scary or uncomfortable it's just a new routine and a new hopefully temporary normal i think it's important to make sure that they they have a very comfortable understanding of it and play is crucial for this So, Anne, I think that was an amazing conversation that we had with Tara. And a couple points that I want to just bring back out is the we talked a lot about how children can react to the face masks. And I think it's important to also highlight the research that you guys, we talked about in this interview with her, which is about how kids already seem to be reacting to masks, specifically uh, in the case of Halloween.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned that. Um, when we were talking to Tara, the research that I'm familiar with is around um, Halloween masks and uh, children, and not just Halloween, but any kind of costume. Like young children are so new in their understandings that they will often believe if you put on a costume, like a Spider Man costume or a monster costume, that you become that thing. You become Spider or you become a monster. So, children have such a concrete understanding of um, clothing and items in their world that it's really hard for them to literally see beyond what's on the surface. So this whole idea of um, helping children understand what's behind the mask is really important and helping them find new ways to read facial expressions is really important. Tara talked about that and I've seen a couple of great articles. There's one on the website for the Brookings Institute that talks about the importance of children being able to read facial expressions and understand emotions and how we'll have to work so much harder now to teach children about that during this time when when people are are wearing masks on a regular basis
1: and i think there are some other ways that we can incorporate play into getting children a little bit more comfortable with masks children could
2: draw masks or put um, paper masks on um, pictures and storybooks. You know, their favorite character, Elmo or, or a character from mm-hmm. from television, they could put a little mask on it using a sticker or a piece of paper, um, playing with toys um, and putting a mask on a doll or a stuffed animal, like just one that you make out of paper, doesn't have to be a real mask. So that kind of play is really important. But I'm also hearing, you know, People are so ingenious. <laughs> I'm hearing about all different kinds of things that um, healthcare workers and teachers who work with young children are doing to help children become more accustomed to the masks. So there, um, a lot of people are finding ways to make or find see-through masks. So you can still see a little bit of the, of the mouth underneath. I'm also hearing about people who are wearing a picture of themselves either like as a badge or on the mask itself so that the children can see who you are. If they've not met you before, they can see your face in the picture and know what you look like, or they can recognize you by looking at the picture. I've heard of parents and teachers letting the children decorate the masks that they wear so then the child can have some autonomy and sort of take control of what's going to happen, drawing on it or decorating it with ribbons or beads or fancy Mm -hmm. things. So I think there are a lot of clever ways that we'll find and we'll think of more as we go on for helping children feel more more accustomed and, and at ease with all of the masks that we're seeing these days.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that especially with allowing them to have some sort of empowerment behind designing their masks or, you know, making it a little extra special, then the kids will really embrace it more. And I think it'll make the kids even more comfortable wearing their masks, and then also seeing other people have theirs on. Unfortunately, masks are going to be with us for the foreseeable future, and we as parents, we have a role to play in mitigating our child's reaction and comfort level to wearing their masks. The examples we talked about in today's episode are really great starting points for parents, and I just want to reiterate that play is the cornerstone of this. We also are going to have, you know, additional resources on this topic that we talked about today on our website, BritannicaForParents.com, and we'll also provide links to Tara's books and her website, which is AutismLittleLearners.com. We're
2: living in really challenging times, and there are so many surprises and um, problems to solve along the way, but I'm so encouraged by all of the caring, caring, and smart people who are working on these problems. And as we continue to learn more, we'll just collect more great information and resources to share with our listeners. And we'll look forward to coming back and talking again soon.
1: We want to thank our guest today, Tara Tukul, for spending time with us and talking with us. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Raising Curious Learners. We hope you'll tune into our next episode. This program is copyrighted by Encyclopedia Britannica Incorporated, all rights reserved.